Well, good evening, everybody. I am so glad to see you. And to all of our friends that are joining us online, you know, I'm just, I I gotta tell you, I just love Thanksgiving. Of course, I love Christmas. Of course, I love Easter, but there's something about Thanksgiving and in the message we just saw from those missionaries, and, and I have to thank Pastor James and Bella for putting that, that wonderful video together. You know, it's nice to be able to join our hearts with them and to see that the kind of things that, that are important to us here mean so much more to those people that are overseas, our missionaries. My name is Steve Barney. I'm a member here at OBC. My wife, Tammy, and I have been here for uh, about five years, although she goes back almost 30-plus years because she grew up in this church. Well, tonight, big shocker, right? We're going to talk about Thanksgiving. First, I want to talk about Thanksgiving, which is the national holiday that we observe tomorrow. And then secondly, I'd like to talk about Thanksgiving, which is this process of inspiring gratitude and of expressing thanks and praise to God. That's what I call the ins and the outs of Thanksgiving. The ins and the outs. Like I said, I was just inspired by those missionaries finding a way to celebrate where they are. I also think tonight about our military members all over the world. You know, in the military, one of the most important things commanders ever do is to make sure that on Thanksgiving Day that their troops get a hot meal get that hot Thanksgiving, whether they're in the field or whether they're on a ship. And it's those type of things that mean so much to them because it reminds them of heart and home. Well, where does this unique American holiday of, Christmas, of uh, Thanksgiving come from? Well, the first American Thanksgiving, as we all know, was celebrated just a few miles up, up Route 3, right? Um, just a few miles from here. And you all are familiar with this story. The pilgrims arrived in the fall of 1620, and then throughout the brutally cold winter, they remained on their ship, the Mayflower. By spring, only half of them had survived. Providentially, when those pilgrims stepped ashore in the spring of 1621, they were astonished to be greeted by a a native of the Wampanoag tribe who spoke to them in fluent English. And we must acknowledge also with a, a great sense of profound remorse and regret that that man, whose name was Tisquantum, he only knew the English language because he'd been kidnapped and taken as a slave just a few years before in 1614, before he escaped and returned to Patuxet. Patuxet, the town and county we now know as Plymouth. If it had not been for the relationship with Tisquantum and the Wampanoag people, the pilgrims likely would have died in that first year. And tragically, for the Wampanoag and other native peoples, this began a period where they began to decline and they were nearly wiped out. It's, it's a tragic part of our history and we, and we, th- we think about it with, with sincere regret. But in the fall of 1621, good things came with the, with, the, with the crop of corn that came in. The pilgrims invited the leader of the Wampanoag, Massasoit, to a feast that lasted three days, and it featured lobster, seal, and swans. Now, quick, quick show of hands now. 
How many of you are maybe a little bit nervous about cooking that turkey tomorrow? Right? Cooking a seal? I'm trying to imagine walking into uh, Bed Bath & Beyond through the kitchen section and saying, yeah, I'm looking for a roasting pan. What are you cooking? Ooh, a harbor seal? There is, no, there is nothing in the Fannie Farmer New England cookbook on baked stuffed seal. <laughs> Thank goodness for that, too. So the pilgrims, with the help from the native people, were saved from starvation. Edward Winslow recorded the events of that day 401 years ago and noted, quote, and although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, Yet, by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. Winslow's words point towards the day we've celebrated as a national holiday. In 1664, we experienced as a nation some of the bloodiest and darkest days of the American Civil War. Yet in that same year, in April 1864, the words, in God we trust, were first stamped onto a coin of the United States. That fall, Abraham Lincoln was reelected as president, and in October 1864, he issued Presidential Proclamation 118. Listen to these words from a president of the United States. It has pleased Almighty God to prolong our national life another year, defending us with his guardian care against unfriendly designs from abroad and vouchsafing to us in his mercy many and signal victories over the enemy who is of our own household. It has also pleased our heavenly father to favor as well our citizens in their homes as our soldiers in the camps and our sailors on the rivers and seas with unusual health. He has largely augmented our free population by emancipation and by immigration, while he has opened to us new sources of wealth and crowned the labor of our working men in every department of industry with abundant rewards. Moreover, he has been pleased to animate and to inspire our minds and hearts with fortitude, courage, and resolution sufficient for the great trial of civil war into which we've been brought by our adherents as a nation to the cause of freedom and humanity, and to afford us reasonable hopes of an ultimate and happy deliverance from all our dangers and afflictions. Whoa. Now, therefore, I, Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, get a load of this, do hereby appoint and set apart the last Thursday in November next as a day which I desire to be observed by all my fellow citizens wherever they may be, as a day of thanksgiving and praise to Almighty God, the beneficent, beneficent creator and ruler of the universe. And I do further recommend to my fellow citizens aforesaid that on that occasion they do reverently humble themselves in the dust and from thence offer up penitent and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for a return of the inestimable blessings of peace, union, and harmony throughout the land which it has pleased him to assign as a dwelling place for ourselves and for our posterity throughout 
all generations. Amen. The words from a president of the United States. Today, 158 years later, we live in a dangerous time. There is war and unrest abroad and a continuing modern plague of sickness that is unprecedented in our lifetimes. Our nation, which survived a bloody civil war in 1864, is today torn by dissent and disagreements over politics and social issues. Many families dare not raise certain issues at the table tomorrow and th on, for Thanksgiving because they don't want to risk disharmony and heartbreak. If ever there was a day when we should look to Almighty God for peace, it is this Thanksgiving Day. That's Thanksgiving, the holiday. Now let's turn to Thanksgiving, the process of inspiring gratitude and of expressing thanks and praise. Did you know that gratitude and thanksgiving are not just nice things, but it's actually good for your health? Gratitude, gratitude is associated with many benefits for individuals, such as better physical and psychological health, increased happiness, and life satisfaction. Grateful people are much less likely to suffer from burnout. One study found that grateful cardiac patients reported better sleep, less fatigue, and reduced inflammation. Other studies show that grateful people experience less depression, and are more resilient after a stressful event. A recent study of the science of gratitude, think about that, the science of gratitude, describes gratitude as a two-step process. Step one, gratitude at its most basic is to recognize that we've received a positive outcome. We've received something good. Gratitude is what I call the in of thanksgiving. It is the inward awareness and acceptance that something good is happening in our lives. Inwardly, we pause to notice, to acknowledge, and to appreciate things we often take for granted, like having a safe place to live, nutritious food, clean water to drink, close friends, and loving families. And beloved, there are many out there in our communities that don't enjoy all those blessings. We should be truly grateful while we have hearts for them as well. Well, what about the outs of thanksgiving? Step two in the study on the science of gratitude described the outs as recognizing that there is an external source. There is an external source. Even people who don't think of themselves as being particularly religious will frequently say, oh, thank God for this or thank God for that. Nobody thanks themselves, right? I mean, that would, be, that would be rather odd. It wouldn't make any sense. We understand that that spirit of thanksgiving begins inside us, yes, but it is directed to an external source. Even people who don't think of themselves as, as, as being, being particularly from a faith perspective, they understand that. Because as humans, we are hardwired we are hardwired to give thanks to God as the giver of all good things, and we should give thanks to him. Giving thanks is at the heart of our relationship with God. Gratitude is also essential in forming and maintaining strong relationships. 
researchers describe this as the find, remind, and bind function of gratitude. Find, remind, and bind. Gratitude helps us to find people who are good candidates for relationships. It helps to remind people of the goodness of existing relationships. And it binds them to others by making others feel appreciated and by encouraging behaviors that help to prolong those relationships. Find, remind, and bind. Well, we looked at what the science says about this, but what does the Bible tell us? Scripture is filled with examples of gratitude in the lives of people who suffer hardships, yet who love God, who give him honor, who give him thanks and praise. Psalm 100 makes clear that the external source of good things is Almighty God. It makes us clear to whom we should give thanks. In that great psalm of thanksgiving we read, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Maybe you would respond that in your heart you know that the words of the psalm are true, but circumstances have been very difficult for you. You may be facing troubles and trials that have robbed you of joy. It may seem hard to give thanks. Please understand, I don't judge you. I am not trivializing your pain and your sorrows. My prayer for you is that you would experience a full measure of God's grace and his mercy and that you would be restored to him. Beloved, the spirit of gratitude is the direct result of God's mercy and grace to us. Gratitude is something that can be developed and it's something we can choose to do even in the most difficult times. A spirit of, of gratitude can be cultivated by something as simple as keeping a gratitude journal where you write down on a daily basis those reminders of things for which you are grateful. Gratitude is expressed in thanksgiving to God for his goodness, for deliverance and salvation, for answered prayer, for giving us this day our daily bread, for our Savior Jesus, for peace in our hearts, in our homes, in our nation, and throughout the earth. Remember, find, remind, and bind. Find God. Find Him. Have you found Him? That's the first step. I'm not suggesting that God is hiding from you. He's not. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 1, verse 19, that which is known about God is evident within you because God has made it evident to you. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes and his divine nature have been clearly seen, 
Remind yourself that God is gracious and merciful. Be reconciled to him. Because when we're reconciled to God, we have peace in our heart and transformation begins. Finally, through praise and worship to God, we bind ourselves to him from a thankful and grateful heart. Find, remind, and bind. Experience gratitude and thanksgiving that yields an abundant harvest of peace. Rest in that peace. Have a grateful Thanksgiving day.